Robert Half research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. I didn't know that. I didn't either. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. Interesting. Mm. That's why you need Robert Half. Yep. I don't think that's a person. That's the company. Okay, I was confused. Yeah, their specialized recruiting professionals engage with their proprietary AI. Welcome to connect businesses (laughs) of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing, and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. See, at Robert Half, they know talent. I wish I had had Robert half back in the day oh, when I was hiring. Okay. So, no offense, Sona. Oh, it, it, I feel like you did mean to offend me. Yes, you wouldn't be here if I had had Robert Half. Okay. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Not sure you've heard of them. <laughs> Up and coming uh, little restaurant, but they're making it. They're the little engine that could. You know, the moment of bliss when you spot your fries being scooped into the carton and suddenly time slows down. I have that all the time. I love their fries. Oh, yes. McDonald's fries hit different when they're free. That's another thing I'll tell you. And when they belong to your friends, there's no better feeling than thinking you're out of fries and then you discover extra fries at the bottom of your bag or else my son still hasn't finished his fries and I'm done with mine. And uh, he used to be weaker than me so I could just take them. Yeah. Now I can't because he's stronger than me. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no wrong way to eat McDonald's fries, but we all think our way is the best way. And I like stealing them from someone else. That's my favorite <laughs> way. Get your favorite McDonald's fries today. McDonald's, check them out sometime. They're everywhere. Conan O'Brien needs a fan. Want to talk to Conan? Visit teamcoco.com slash call Conan. Okay, let's get started. Hi there, Mohammed. Please meet Conan O'Brien. Hello, hello. Mohammed, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? Well, I'm I'm good now. It's nice to talk to you. It's nice to meet you, Mohammed. And I'd love to know a little bit about you. Where are you right now, Mohammed? So right now I'm in my family home in Dublin, in Ireland. Um, I grew up here. I've lived here for my whole life. And for the past three, four years now, I've been going to university in Bulgaria. I'm a, I'm a fourth year medical student out hold, there. Hold on a second. I got to piece this together. Your name is Mohammed. Yes. You grew up in Ireland yes. and you go to the University of Bulgaria. Yes, that, that's right. That's fascinating. You are, man, you are a shapeshifter. This is fantastic. I <laughs> yeah, love this. Exactly. This is, you are defying expectations. I mean, you've got that, I mean, I love that uh, Dublin accent. You've got that amazing yeah, accent I, that I would kill for. I was born here. My family came here about 25 years ago from, from Pakistan. Mm-hmm. So I was born here, grew up here, raised in Dublin, and now traveling as well, trying to trying to become a doctor. Well, that's very impressive. What kind of, you, you're studying medicine at the University of Bulgaria? Yeah, medicine. So just general medicine right now. And then after another three years, then I can specialize and decide what I want to do further. And, and what do you think you want to do in medicine? So something something surgery-wise, I think would, would interest me quite a lot. Um, I'd that's like interesting. To... So you don't even have a specific <laughs> desire other than to cut into people. Exactly. Just, that's, I want that power. <laughs> I want that power at least. You know, technically you can just do that anywhere, anytime. Yeah. Technically I could. Yeah, yeah. Technically well, Mohammed, Matt brings up a good point. 
I've cut into people, and I am I have not been to medical school. I have you no have medical not, training, yeah. you know. But I've uh, I've lost it a few times, and a few times Ooh. I wasn't even angry. I just wanted to, I've, you know. I'm, you know, I've got to that point. I've got to the brink of that point a few times. I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I, I would think in Dublin sometimes you have too many at a pub, and you've done exactly. a little. Sur- you've probably done some surgery or had some surgery done to you. Just I I shouldn't speak on that, but there may be sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, that's exciting. So you're not sure you want to do some kind of surgery. You're not really yeah, sure. Yeah, Some, yeah. Something in that field, yeah. Well, um, what are your interests? Like, I'm, I'm curious about that. What are your interests? What do you like to do in your downtime? So on the side, while I'm out there, I'm actually a DJ, a part-time sort of DJ on the side. You have surprised me at every turn. And I mean, and this is a comp- this is a compliment. You defy... Uh, categorization. You're just everywhere. You know, I'm Mohammed. Okay. I'm from Dublin. Oh, you're from Dublin. Well, then you go to school at Trinity. No, I'm at the University of Bulgaria. Oh, and what do you do? I'm a DJ. (laughs) Yeah, you're our first surgeon DJ. I think I choose every single avenue that is totally left field from what is the norm. So, um, so yeah, I, I enjoy, I enjoy music. I enjoy like playing music, listening to music and all that. So that's, what's that's your, ha- what's your handle in the, in the clubs? Your so DJ? Pretty simple. DJ Mo. Basically DJ like Mo. That. Okay. Yeah. I'll yeah. give you a shout out. DJ Mo. Oh, thank you Mohammed, very much. DJ Mo out there in uh, Dublin, I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah. In Dublin. Yeah. Uh, and what kind of music? So a lot of, a lot of hip hop, a lot of pop, but then a lot of UK based sort of, it's called, the genre is called grime. So a lot of like Grime. basement style, like underground sort of music like that. So that's pretty, it's pretty big right now in Europe right now. So Google that. That's interesting. Grime. So it's starting to get big in America, but uh, like Skepta, Stormzy, artists like that are very, very big now. You know, it's interesting ah. because people talk about, they say it's basement music. And I think, yeah, I used to listen to ABBA in the basement. <laughs> oh. I, used, I, used to listen, I used to listen to Oreo Speedwagon yeah. in the basement. In that the doesn't basement. that doesn't do it for me. I listen to the Partridge Family in the basement. Yeah, that's yeah. where we it's, went it's to listen to records. So when you say oh, it's basement vague. music, yeah, I it sends me in a completely different direction. It depends on what kind of basement you have. So yeah, mo- mostly <laughs> mostly hip hop, mostly mostly pop, mostly like sort of stuff that every every DJ would would play and get the crowd going, get everyone pumped. Now, what like do you that. do? Do you have moves? Do you physically move when you're DJing? Or are you just all Ooh, about... Oh, I'm a terrible dancer. I don't think I would... Anybody would want to see me dance. <laughs> what's your... What's your, How do you look when you're, when you're DJing? Do you just uh, wear... A football jersey, or are you? Ooh, or are you? No, I'm. I'm. I'm all about reflective gear. I love. I love wearing like I have like these crazy reflective shoes, crazy reflective hats. So like anybody trying to take a picture of me, there's no point. It's just oh. crazy, just reflective, reflective gear like that. So that's wow. that sort of thing I love. You've put a lot of thought on this. You truly, not only do you defy categorization, you're one of the most fascinating people I've talked to, <laughs> just in terms of your. The quick stats. I don't even have I to go through them again. That, yeah. But then you say I wear all reflective clothing so that yeah. no one can take a picture of me. No one can see me. No one can see what I'm doing. I'm in and out. You hear the music and that's it. That's all you get. Ooh. That's all you get from me. And then you have to, but then you have to walk home wearing reflective gear. That's, that's, the, that's the hard part. That's, that's the difficult part. Yeah. Dude, that's just good safety. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's um, true. Uh, Everybody will see me from a mile away. Yeah, when a bus exactly. is coming towards you, the bus driver thinks another bus <laughs> is about to crash another into them. <laughs> exactly. And it steers into a brick wall and everybody's killed and it's your fault. Um, <laughs> it's not, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hope one day, this is a strange thing to say, but I hope one day you do surgery on me. <laughs> 
that would be that would be an honor. That would actually I, be pretty pretty incredible. Yeah, and 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 we've already established you don't care what kind of surgery it is. Uh, <laughs> whatever you, you need, whatever you need, I'll be available. I'll I be work available. abdominal. You just want to get in there. Um, I just I just want to get my hands dirty. That's when it. I wake up after when I'm just when they're putting me out and the surgeon steps in just as they're putting me out and um, a man with a dark beard, a lilting Dublin accent, wearing reflective gear, steps up and holds a scalpel aloft. That'll be the last thing I see (laughs) before I wake up after a successful surgery. Successful surgery. 100% successful surgery. Oh, wow. uh, Now, now, do you have a question for me, uh, DJ Mo? Because I'd love to... I'd love to help you in some way. Yes. I feel like I'd like to help you on your journey. I was I was curious, like, obviously music and DJ is a passion of mine, but if you were to be a DJ, if you were to be, a, like, if you were to open for me, say, at my next gig, mm-hmm. what would be your handle and what would be your, like, your go-to sort of song that you would play to, like, get the crowd, like, pumped? I would do, I would be Cone Zone. I would Ooh. wear an orange, I would, be, I would wear an orange traffic cone on my head. Oh, you guys have a theme going. Yeah, I have an orange traffic cone. Yeah. So you're reflective. I'm all about directing traffic in another direction. You're reflecting people's images back at them. I'm trying yes. to uh, control traffic flow. And that is also music flow. So I've got Perfect. a, I've got an orange cone on my head. I'm cone zone. And what I play over and over and over again is the Archie's Sugar Sugar. Jesus. <laughs> oh. Honey, da ba 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 Oh, sugar, sugar, ba 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 You are my candy girl. And you've got me. And they go... Poof, 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 and then there's a, a part where it breaks into Oh, I into was the... just going to ask if there was a remix in Oh, there's a remix. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. Remix. you're beatboxing. Yeah, is I'm that what you're doing? Oh, what, what do you mean? Is that what I'm doing? What did you think I was having an epileptic fit? Yeah, I no, I'm beatboxing. I, am... I thought you programmed those beats into the song. I no, I started beatboxing for mouth. real, Mohammed. Oh. So I'm like, honey, ha, ba, ba, ba. oh sugar, sugar, you are my cat. Oh yes. <laughs> I'm sugar, sh- I'm sugar. sure the people candy, love sugar, bo- sugar, sugar, yeah. a candy, a candy sugar in Dublin, gonna go to <laughs> oh, medicine, Bulgaria. Now. Then I'm rapping and oh. um, it's oh, that man. kind of slow aging white man rap. Um, I am Conan. I'm here to say, you know, that kind of stuff that no one's done since the late seventies. Beautiful. Uh, yes. Beautiful. And, um, crowds angry. Cause then I go back to sugar, sugar. Uh, they're really angry. Someone throws a pint glass at me. And it knocks the uh, cone off my head. <laughs> and people will start saying, you're shit, you're shit. But of course, it's Dublin. So they're saying, you're shite, you're shite. You're shite. That's the you're one. You're shite. Yeah. You got to get you're the accent right. Right. You got to get the accent right. And um, they're, I think they're giving me the peace sign, but they're really telling me to fuck off. Mm, yeah. Because uh, that means ca- the, it's a whole different meaning out in Dublin. Yeah. Yes. And I just keep thinking um, they love me and they're giving me the peace sign. So I double down once again on the Archie's sugar, sugar. <laughs> and um, then you have to come up in your reflective gear. Yeah. And the first thing you say is, I don't know this man. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a I friend of mine. I don't know who mine. he is. I, he I, just showed up. He showed up to, just tonight. <laughs> and I have no idea where he came from. <laughs> Yeah, but then after it's over and people have left, you take pity on me. And so you and I walk to your house where you live with your parents, right? 
Yes. Would they? Yes. Well, would I be welcome at your home? Hundred percent. Of course you would. Would your parents even know who I am? I don't think so. I'm. I'm sure they would be welcoming, that, but guess I what? Don't Mohammed, think they know who you- that might be for the best. They wouldn't know who DJ Cone Zone is. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'd be hearing about him then because there'd be yeah. a lot of talk on the local news in Dublin about <laughs> exactly, some yeah. shite head. In a cone <laughs> who played the Archie Sugar Sugar nine times and started a riot. Um, brutally beaten. Brutally beaten. <laughs> brutally beaten. Uh, wow. Okay. Well, as long as I'd be welcome in your home, that's- Oh, ha- of course. Mohammed, let me ask you quickly. Do you think your parents have um, assimilated well to Dublin? Do they like it there? Do they, yeah, do they consider I- themselves almost like- part Irish now? I, th- I think so. My, my my dad has been working here for the good part of 20, 20 plus years now. He's also a doctor here. So he's, uh, they've accustomed, they've like grown accustomed quite well. They've made friends. They've, they've done the, the, re- the, all the regular that you do moving to a new country and all that. So it's, they, they enjoy it. They like it here. It's, it's peaceful. It's quiet. And it's, it's a nice place to live. Well, I got to get back there. I love Dublin. I've it's, been there. Honestly, we miss you. We miss you. We, you need to come back. I, I will come back for a visit. And, uh, and then we got to hang Mohammed. I mean, at this 100%. point, it's just ridiculous. You got to open, you got to, you got to come to one of my gigs for sure. I'll come to one of your gigs. Uh, and I will double down on every promise I just made about the <laughs> oh, cone on no. my head. I the am Archie very Sugar excited. Sugar. <laughs> I'm very excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> Mohammed, this is going to ruin your career. It's going to ruin your fledgling DJ oh, career. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that any day. <laughs> uh, well, please give uh, all my uh, my mad love to the people of uh, of Dublin. I really love that city. Of course, That's of course. Go- it's gorgeous, and um, the people are uh, absolutely beautiful. They've always been really nice to me. And I, and- I, I just wanted to say, especially this past year, like I've been listening to you guys nonstop during during the pandemic oh. on my way to university. I enjoy your podcast so 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 much. Oh. And well, this was this was such a, an amazing experience for well, me. Well guess so what? Thank We're, you so much. You know what? We are we are blessed with uh, the coolest fans and mm-hmm. um and you are a terrific example of <laughs> <laughs> I've never wanted quantity of fans I've wanted quality of fans yeah. and uh so I'm I'm a very lucky person myself so DJ Mo peace out yes Thank and uh, I'll see you on the flip flop, which is what young people are see saying you. now. I'm told, <laughs> isn't that what they're saying? Okay, I just yeah. Made it. Uh, let's go with it. Let's let's go with it. <laughs> oh, he oh, took pity. Nice. Oh, Mohammed's nice. nice. He took pity on me. <laughs> I'll see you on the flip flop, DJ Mo. <laughs> see you later. I'll see you later. You know, it's only a matter of time until your check engine light comes on, which could equal an expensive repair bill. And a new engine can cost up to $6,000. Don't I know it. But this is why you need this product I'm about to mention right now. Okay. CarShield. Mm. CarShield offers plans with low monthly rates that you can pay for your expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. It's so nice to have that protection of CarShield. I know. I believe. That's my belief. Some people have other beliefs, maybe religious beliefs. I think CarShield. CarShield plans... <laughs> Provide protection (laughs) on up to 5,000 major parts and systems, including items like transmission, Mm. engine, even your entertainment system. Mm. Just call CarShield and choose the mechanic to do the work. CarShield administrators will handle the rest and save you money. Look, I saw your car today. You've got a beautiful car, but you've got to haul your family around in this car. This is a vital piece of machinery for you. You need Car Shield. I do. And you know, I you know I don't take care of my cars very well. So CarShield it would definitely come in. You know, and also, 
with their A rating from the BBB. Don't ask me. Car Shield is the name you can trust to save you money on covered auto repairs. Now's the time to make the smart choice and protect yourself from the sky-high auto repair bills. Visit carshield.com slash Conan. Save 20% today. Again, that's carshield.com slash Conan to save 20%. Visit carshield.com slash Conan to lock in your price today. It's incredible to have the flexibility to work in all sorts of places, whether it's taking video calls from the park or emailing large files while you're grocery shopping. Sona, this is good for you. Is it? Because you're always doing whatever work you do for me from fun locations. But I like blaming it on not having reception. I know, but you can't do that here. Working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network, which is why you should check out T-Mobile, Sona. Then you got no excuses. They're America's largest and fastest 5G network. With T-Mobile, you'll be covered in more places with the 5G speed you need for your life on the go. Plus, they also cover more highway miles with 5G than anybody else. Check it out if you don't believe me. Hey, Blay, you've got T-Mobile, right? I do. I was actually just up in the woods in Idlewild. It was fantastic for the weekend. And uh, my T-Mobile didn't miss it. My T-Mobile phone didn't miss it. You know, I wouldn't think you'd need a cell phone because you speak so loudly into a microphone. (laughs) Well, I had to look some stuff up. Just take it. Just take it down. I didn't know what brunch was. I can hear him. When the restaurant's open for brunch. Okay. uh, So I used uh, my T-Mobile coverage to check out brunch. That's all right. Anyway, wherever you are, you know, take it from the loud speaking Blay. If you're on the go, you want to be in the know, you want to make the show. What? Uh, T-Mobile. Okay. That's the one for you. That was I should weird. have rhymed it with go. Anyway, <laughs> find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. Fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data Q3 2023. C 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Brian Needs a Friend is sponsored by ADT, introducing ADT Self Setup, featuring everything from motion sensors to Google Nest Cam and the Nest Doorbell with a battery or wired option. Your choice. Easily install the ADT Self Setup security system at your convenience. You don't need heavy-duty tools. And if you do need help, ADT can provide virtual assistance along the way. Self Setup from ADT grows, moves, and adapts as your needs change. You can add more products at any time, and your system easily moves wherever life takes you. It also features Nest Cams that can tell the difference between a person, an animal, a vehicle, or with the Nest doorbell, even a package. These things are getting so smart. Plus, on every second counts, you can trust ADT's 24-7 professional monitoring. You can view video of an alarm event and verify or cancel an alarm with just one quick tap. Now everyone can get trusted security from ADT installed your way with no long-term contracts. When the most trusted name in home security adds the intelligence of Google, well, (laughs) you've got a home with no worries. Go to ADT.com today or call 1-800-ADT-ASAP. Google, Nest Cam, Nest Doorbell, and Nest Aware are all trademarks of Google LLC. On the way in today, Sona, I was thinking about just how much has changed over the years. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid... We were all dancing the jitterbug and the Watusi. And then you grow up now and there's mosh pits and everything's gone cuckoo. There's this new thing called rap. I don't know what's happening anymore. But guess what? In a world full of change, there's one thing that hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. The great taste 
of Miller Lite. Are you with me on oh, this? Oh, yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, and you know, another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. Yeah. I hate a filling beer. Yeah. When I have a filling beer, I just want to sit down in a beanbag chair for six days, but not oh. with Miller Lite. So what's the best thing about the original light beer? Mm -hmm. Back in 1975, the big debate in America was what's more important, that it, it's less filling Miller Lite or it tastes great. Yeah. The cool thing is when we all realized it's both. Okay. It's less filling and it tastes great. Yeah, all right, everybody wins. Everybody wins. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and it's less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Conan. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Yeah. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. <laughs> Hello, Leah. Welcome. Hello. Hi, Leah. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm. Uh, I'm doing very well. Nice to. Nice to talk to you, Leah. I don't know anything about you, <laughs> so why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself, and then I'll talk mostly about myself. Good. And you'll oh. get bored and you'll hang up. Good. That's, <laughs> Good. That's what happens in my. Where are you right now, Leah? I live in a house with a few roommates in Allendale, Michigan. Um, which is, oh, Michigan. Okay. Yes, the Grand Rapids area, because I go to school yep. here at Grand Valley State University. So. Oh, good for you. And what do you study? I am a writing major. I'm finishing my writing degree and have like an advertising minor and digital studies focus. So, yeah. I think that's very, I think that's, uh, that's terrific. Um, I was really interested in creative writing mm -hmm. when I was your age and really interested in, like toyed a little bit with, with, with the idea of what I do that, mm -hmm. what I, and then got caught up in this foolishness. Um, but what kind of people do you like to read? Who, who are your heroes in, in writing? Well, I'm really into David Sedaris right now, actually. So, Oh my God. Yeah. He's the best. Yeah. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. He was uh, on our podcast, I think maybe, yep. maybe the first season, uh -huh. anyone listening to this can, and he was mm -hmm. really fantastic. Yeah. Just delightful to talk to. You have good taste. Yeah. Very good taste. Yeah. So I like a lot of humorists too, and kind of comedy stuff. So yeah. And okay. poetry as well, but yeah. Yeah. Big writing well, guy. I'm also a poet. I don't yeah. Know if you, are you? Oh, where really? I, yeah. I've written you a are? lot of I know that. very. Yeah. yeah. No, we yeah. never knew that. Very uh, <clears throat> provocative poet. I'd love oh. to hear some. Huh. I'd love yeah. to hear some. Yeah. yeah. Do you have anything with you? Yeah. There once was a man from Nantucket. Okay. Mm. Stop right there. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yep. Mm. Uh, they all start that way, um, <laughs> but they're never dirty. They're the only Nantucket. Uh, <laughs> the only Nantucket doggerel that never gets blue. Uh, so tell me, uh, so you're interested, you know, kind of interested in comedy. Mm -hmm. um, and so maybe you've, you, you've been listening to our podcast. Mm -hmm. That's, that's how we, we uh, dragged you in. Is that right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I've been listening to the podcast and then mm -hmm. I've been watching uh, your show since like high school. Uh, well, no, before that, probably middle school. That's way too young. That's way too young to be watching the show. Yeah, that, that's that's like uh, you know they say that you shouldn't lift weights mm -hmm. until your bones have fully developed. Yeah, uh, that's how I feel about people watching our show. Yes, that, your body needs to have fully developed. Your growth needs to have stopped, and your you probably have to be uh, yeah quite a bit older than fourth, fifth, sixth grade. Um, 
but okay, so you were watching. What what got you into? And I'm not looking for compliments. Right. Was it, was it just oh, I can relate to this guy. He looks afraid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, <laughs> he looks yeah. afraid. I was really into Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres first. So she's kind of like the gate, right. the gateway drug a little bit into yep. the natural. Yep. <laughs> um, I think it was the YouTube algorithm just suggested a Conan video once after watching. That is hilarious. What? I don't know. What, I don't know that how a YouTube. No I, listen, I have. Uh, I think Ellen's terrific. It's just that we're so, I think we're so different, but maybe we're not. I love that a YouTube algorithm said, well, if you like Ellen, then this is what you're really going to like. I'm not sure that's true. I'm not sure that's true at all. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like the same algorithm would say, if you enjoy watching High Lie, you'll also like Conan O'Brien. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I don't quite understand the crossover, but I'm glad that I got you as a fan. So I, I win. I'm happy. Yeah. Well, I saw a video and you were very, very tall too. And I'm very tall. So that's really all it took for me, I guess. Oh, so well, really nothing well, about the comedy content well, yeah. at all. Oh. Uh, just sheer height. <laughs> yeah. Just the you height like me despite what? my comedy, but you think, yeah. How tall are you? I'm six three. Oh, oh my wow. goodness. That's true. I love tall women. I think it's fantastic. Good for you. Thanks. God bless. Yeah, thank you so much. That's great. Do you enjoy being tall? Because I've talked to some women who say, I don't like it. And then I think, why not? I think it would be fantastic. And I've talked to some who say, oh, I love it. They just, uh, so I don't know which camp you're in. Well, I actually, I do like it. I think it, it gets me a lot of attention, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> I think that it always has made me stand out, which probably was a little difficult at first, like in middle school and such. But now I people laugh at me, but I like that now. So that's... <laughs> It's all, all worked out in the end. Well, I okay. I'm not sure that you should like that they're laughing. I don't well, know. I don't think they are laughing at you. I think they're yeah. they're laughing with you. Mm-hmm. You seem like you're very funny, and um, and also they might fear you. Yeah, uh, legitimately, because well, you tower over them. That's that's true. I actually I've had multiple occasions of women being afraid of me. <laughs> like they think I'm a man <laughs> a lot nice. of times in the dark because I'm so tall. Ugh. It's actually really mm-hmm. sad and scary. But um, <laughs> anyways, Wait, people think. Now, it, <laughs> now in those moments, do you do you like it? Do you like that they think for a second that you're a six foot three inch uh, man? You should put on like a fake beard and walk around and just God no long trench coat. God no, I would. I never want to be mistaken for a man. It's the last thing I would want to be. <laughs> well, I am. Not. Leah, I am often mistaken for a woman. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm comfortable with that. I like it, and sometimes. There's a few dates uh, before anything is revealed. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so you were watching the show really back in the day, and you were you were a fan. That's uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you've kicked the habit now. You've you've graduated to the podcast, which I think is uh, a little it's a little more civilized. Mm. Um, so I is appreciate it? that. <laughs> Did you? Dra- Someone said you dressed up as me once. Did you? Uh, yes. Well, in high school, we had a, in one of my speech classes, we had a balloon debate. So the goal was to embody a certain public figure of your choosing Mm -hmm. and then debate these other public figures and try to convince them, uh, the class that you've contributed the most to society. 
so in retrospect, I, I chose to be Conan O'Brien because uh, I was a big Conan oh. fan and oh, still that's very am. nice of you. So, and the idea is that you're all in a hot air balloon and you have to justify who gets tossed out yes. and who stays. Yes, that's the idea. And who are the other who are the other people in the hot air balloon with you? Oh, I think there's like a Rosa Parks. <laughs> an- <laughs> oh my oh, god. No. Uh, oh I think, no. I think I, I lost a Tony Morrison, I think. Tony Morrison really. Oh, of course you did. Oh. Of course yeah. you did. I, Rosa Parks, Tony Morrison, that's terrible. Oh, boy. No, oh. after everything Rosa Parks was went through to be then told that you have to chop out of a balloon, that's terrible. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think, uh. I think uh, I'm so ashamed that I was in with that group, mm. and I hope that you just dove out of the balloon immediately. Yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't last super long, and I probably did regret I it. hope you didn't. <laughs> I didn't last super long. Yes, I was in there with Socrates, Rosa Parks. Uh, Tony Morrison, Christ. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then Conan O'Brien's in the balloon. Who's the first that should go? Well, uh, let's debate this. That's not a debate. Oh. No. But you know what? You did think outside the box, and that's cool. Everybody else seems kind of obvious. Yeah, no? I guess mind. so. I'm trying to, I'm trying to yeah. help. I'm no, sorry. that's true. That's true. They all chose people that are just... Revered, right? I'm gonna just say it, and you chose someone who uh, revered, maybe by some, um, uh, but um, yeah, I don't belong in that company at all. I, I so, <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't have to be there to witness it right. because that's the kind of thing. Where if I, if that had been televised or if I'd seen it, and they said, "Here's Tony Morrison, here's Jesus Christ, you <laughs> well, know, here's Buddha." Here's and then Conan O'Brien, yeah. I would have thrown up all over myself. Yeah, and I do think, in all honesty, it was probably like the costume was a little half-assed. I might have uh, done a little bit better. I really just wore one of my dad's suits, and that was pretty much it. And was like, I'm Conan O'Brien. So wait, you didn't you didn't put an? Well, I like that your impression of me is that I just. You can't yeah. see this, but I'm going to describe it. You put your hands in the air and bobbed side to side yeah. uh, like uh, a cartoon uh, chipmunk. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't put a wig on or anything. Well, I didn't I didn't have the budget for a Conan wig. I don't know. Those things probably go for a lot of money. I don't know. Those things. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, my Conan wig is very reasonable. Okay. It's the one I wear on the show, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it's uh, available. Uh, you can get it on Etsy, mm. and it's $35. Dollars. Mm-hmm. You just have to keep it in the freezer because it starts to rot. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. It's. Uh, <laughs> well, what's your question for me, Leah? Do you have a question? I do have a question, and I'm really curious to hear your insight. Um, I'm wondering if you were stranded on a zoo, in a zoo, stranded within a zoo, and there's no people around and there's no food available. Uh, which of the animals would you eat first to survive and which would you keep around for companionship? <laughs> so that's, that's a really good question. Thanks. Let me think about that. Okay, well, I mean, I'm not going to go near the fish. Oh. Uh, I'm not, not, not going to go anywhere near the fish because I don't. the tanks look dirty to me. Hmm. Uh, oh. And then there are other animals that I would quickly lose to. You know, polar bear, you can't go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can't. Uh, I've heard a peacock is a delicious uh, is has delicious meat would a peacock be in this or is that more of a petting zoo no those are at the zoo they're always just roaming free range they're there I think and they're pretty yeah. easy to catch too yeah probably you know okay. you just uh, I think I could catch one of those pretty well I don't know but you want if you're gonna go to all that work you want to make sure there's enough there to eat I'd eat a zebra oh 
Yeah, wow. I need a zebra because I've heard it's not bad. You know, I, I have friends of mine that are really into <laughs> capturing and eating exotic animals. Right. Uh, and it's a club what? I used to belong to. Yeah. And then we, it was broken up because it was illegal. Okay. Uh, was but, this club? It was um, you, Rosa Parks, and Tony Morris? <laughs> <laughs> yes. What? Yeah, which is why I don't think they should be as revered as everyone, you know, yes, they did amazing things mm-hmm. and uh, wonderful people that uh, helped make the world a better place. Mm. But um, they also uh, ate endangered species with me at this very rarefied club. I don't know. Uh, no, I don't know. Fight I don't... club. What's that? <laughs> I w- you know what? I was going to guess you were going to say chimps just because you did a comedy bit with them once a while back and you didn't. Or li- like they'd they be were comedic rivals. Unruly. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, that chimps know. are the most. Uh, yeah, chimps. That's interesting. Chimps. No, I can't. I can't eat a chimp. They're too They're so close cute. to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're too close to us uh, genetically. You know that there's very little that differentiates us from a chimpanzee's DNA. I mean, it's shocking. Mm-hmm. It, we're very close to them in terms of our DNA. And so, yeah, I would feel I would feel that was wrong somehow. I, you need to be you need to eat something that's far away from your own species. You know. Huh. Well, can I ask you a quick? Matt just used the phrase "comedic rival" when referring to a chimp. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm, is there is there some sort of story there? Have you always is there a jealousy involved, or what's happening? I'm confused. Uh, the chimp, as you know, the chimp. I've often performed with chimps. Uh-huh. Um, I have over the years. I've performed with chimps, and when a chimp is on stage with you. Uh, they get all the attention. Mm-hmm. You know, the yeah. eye goes to the chimp because they're dressed like kids <laughs> or they're wearing a little suit and everyone's looking at the chimp and anything the chimp do, does is, quote, adorable. But backstage, chimps are assholes. Oh. They're, uh, <laughs> they're physically abusive and they're walking around and they're impulsive and they're very strong and they're hitting you in the crotch and they think it's funny. And so I have, uh, yeah, I don't like... Being around chimps, so I, no, I wouldn't want to. I, I wouldn't want to eat a chimp, and I don't want to perform with a chimp. I don't like chimps. Okay. Chimps and I do not get along. Right. Okay. You know, so I don't want anything to do with a chimp. I don't know if I've picked the right animal, though. I got to keep thinking. I'm surprised you dismissed fish. Yeah, me I would have gone straight yeah, for the fish. No, no, I don't like those tanks. Those tanks are really dirty. Uh, those fish have been there a long time. Sometimes those fish are like 40 years old. Mm. Um, oh. I don't like old fish. I like relatively young fish. Oh. Sometimes you look in there and those fish are literally 65 years old. These are fish that, that uh, you know, voted for Lyndon Johnson. And I don't want anything to do with that. So, but you're stranded. You have no choice. Like you, you Yeah, know. but I have a, lot, a whole, you know. You have a uh, whole zoo. Yeah, there's a whole zoo. And so, you know, I do like venison. If there was a deer there. Um, oh. What? Is that sad? I mean, deer, they're just. Yeah, how are you planning to do this too? Like, what's the method? Well, first of all, I throw. No, I'm going to get the chimp to do it. (laughs) I'm going to get the chimp. Yeah, I'm going to throw the chimp into a cage with uh, an elk, and the chimp is naturally going to get into a fight with the elk because, as we all know, chimps are assholes, and the chimp (laughs) is going to uh, kill the elk, and then um, so the dirty work is. I don't even have the guilt that you would normally be associated with eating an animal. Meat from the chimp, though. Well, the chimp. Uh, is a very um, vainglorious uh, mammal. So what I would do is I would say to the chimp, uh, they're shooting a commercial down the road, and the chimp would probably take off. 
Yeah. And and try and get his fucking chimp face mm-hmm. into a commercial somewhere that doesn't exist. He could do and the same to time. you, though. That's that would true. Get, yeah, well, it depends. I'm, the chimp would probably... I would forget that I made up this story. And I, I would take off. I'd be like, wait a minute, commercial? And then I would take off, and the chimp and I would be racing down the road towards a commercial that doesn't exist. And, and, the, and the venison, the, the elk would be rotting in the hot sun. Uh, that's, um, wow. Hmm. That's a sad story. Well, if we took anything away from this, Leah, Mm -hmm. it's that you had, uh, really, you had some nerve, um, trying to win a balloon debate, uh, as Conan O'Brien with Rosa Parks and Toni Morrison. (laughs) And that, uh, chimps are assholes. I've said it before and I'll say it again. And if you chimp people out there want to argue with me, uh, I'll take you on one by one. But, um... Leah, I'm very proud that you're a that you're a fan. You seem very cool and creative. And what do you think you're going to want to do with yourself when you get out of college? I mean, we'll see. The I would really love to do something with comedy at some point. I'm mm-hmm. really involved in cool. improv now, and I really want. I'm. I would love to do comedy writing or explore that. And um, I mean, I've got a marketing path going to in media, so I'm just applying for lots of like just uh, like. A, television-related apprenticeship programs and internships and stuff right, right now. And yeah, I don't know, we'll see what right. happens, but yeah. Well, I have confidence in you. I think you're going to do well at whatever you try. I really do. Thank you. You're a very, a very cool person. And I'm sure we're going to bump into each other one of these days because uh, you, I will notice you. <laughs> very you tall. Are, and I'll see, I'll see. Yeah, very tall, but you're a, <laughs> uh, you're a tall, striking person in, and uh, you're a very... You're very cool. Thank so you. I, I, I have a lot of confidence in you. And um, give me a job someday All when right. you're running show business. I'll think about it. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, my spiral is headed down, but mm. you're headed up. Mm-hmm. So just keep me in mind, okay? okay? Thank you so much. Conan O'Brien Needs a Fan with Conan O'Brien, Sonam Obsessian, and Matt Gourley. Produced by me, Matt Gourley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Joanna Solateroff, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson at Earwolf. Music by Jimmy Vivino. Supervising producer, Aaron Blaird. Associate talent producer, Jennifer Samples. Associate producers, Sean Doherty and Lisa Berm. Engineered by Will Beckton. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Stitcher. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.